Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Well, good day to each of you, my friends. It is Resurrection Sunday, and I am happy about it. I pray even virtually you are too, because this is the center of our faith. This is our Christmas. Better yet, this is our Super Bowl, that we celebrate a risen Savior, one who came down to die on the cross for each and every one of us. My friends, I'm excited the tomb is empty. And so, my friends, as we continue in worship, I want us to think today about the resurrection. We hear so much about the resurrection. We know that Jesus came down. We know that he held the cross and was nailed to the cross. We hear this most times every year. But there is a distinct lesson that we often overlook, and that is the lesson of humility. And so for a few moments, I want us to think about the case of humility. Because Jesus, when he came down, he didn't say much. When they accused him of being the king of the Jews, he said, it is as you say. Jesus could have put the power on them, beat them up, put them in the ground, but guess what? He decided to die for all of us. And through Jesus dying, he fulfilled the Lord's mission to save sinners just like you and I. And so today we're going to examine Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. You see, our good friend Paul has written this letter. This letter, he's written it to the Philippian church. There are more than a few conflicts going on. And they're so concerned about fighting with each other that they can't be faithful to God. However, my friends, in Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11, we see Paul speaking about our loving Savior that we celebrate on this Resurrection Sunday, and he is giving us an emphatic declaration and case for humility. You see, when we are humble, it's not that we think of ourselves less As Rick Warren would say, it's not that you think less of yourself, it's that you think of yourselves less. It means that you don't think yourself to be more superior than someone else. And here's what I was always told by my third grade teacher, that if Jesus did not think highly of himself, then why should I think overly highly of myself? And so today, the case for humility is seen right here in the text that Paul has written to this church at Philippi. And we see first in verses one through four that humility, it actually breeds unity. Listen to Paul's words to the church as well as us. Paul says, therefore, if any encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, If there is any fellowship of the spirit, if any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. 
Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. You see, Paul right here, he states rather clearly that if we know we should live our lives on mission with God, then guess what? We do have to be of one mind with Christ. Here's the thing. If we're going to be unified with others, we must be first unified with Christ. See, understand today that it's not that God desires that we all be spiritual clones of each other. It's not that God has factored in into our faith journey that there is no diversity, there is no uniqueness. No, you would be wrong about that. God does have room for our uniqueness, which is why he has made us in different colors, different shades, different personalities. However, we are to be unified with Christ. In fact, that's the whole reason that Jesus came down 42 generations. He came down that we would be unified with Christ to ultimately be reconciled with God. But he did this in such a way that he was humble about it. He says, I'm not going to be so puffed up even though I sit at the right hand of the Father. I'm not going to be so puffed up that I can't carry out God's mission, but I'm going to lower myself, decrease, so that he may increase. That's unity. Humility, it breeds unity. And we're told even in the gospel of Mark chapter 12, verses 30 through 31, that we should live in a unified manner. Because listen to what it says. Jesus here says, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like it, that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. To love God and to love people, it forces us to examine our motives, friends. Because if we're ever going to really tap in to not only the act of the resurrection, but the lesson that the resurrection teaches us, we must examine our motives. You see, your motive is really why you do what you do. See, the problem is that many of us, we have the wrong motive in life, and then we become upset when we experience the consequences of committing the wrong action in life. Friends, in this season that we're celebrating right now, the resurrection, Jesus dying, being buried, and rising again, what's your motive? Do you worship God for what God can just give you? Or do you worship Jesus because of who Jesus is? Friends, we are to be humble about this fact, examine our motives, realize that if Jesus could be humble, we too should be humble. And when we have and exude humility, it breeds unity. Friends, we learn that first lesson from the resurrection, but here's the truth. Jesus got up because God raised him up. The tomb is empty. Yes, it is. But our Jesus, our Savior, he was humble. And his humility, it breeded, it breeded unity. But his humility also, it breeds Christ's example. Friends, anybody close to me can tell you right now, Joshua cannot draw a straight line to save his life. But one thing I love very much are stencils. Stencils are so awesome because what stencils show me is that even with my, not my lack of ability to actually draw, if I just follow the outline, closely. 
I can produce a picture that's way more beautiful than my drawing capacity. Here's the truth. The Lord knew that we would mess up. The Lord knows our heart. The Lord knows that inside of us there is a Dr. Jekyll and a Mr. Hyde. The Lord knows that we are not altogether pristine no matter how many suits and jackets and dresses and, and lace fronts that we wear. The Lord knows that we will not always have it together, but the Lord has given us a stencil in Jesus that if we just trace it and outline our lives, follow closely, my friends, it will breed in humility Christ's example. That illustration is not a standalone illustration of Joshua's thoughts, but it's the backdrop and the driving force of this text. Because in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 7, Paul says, Having this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself taking the form of a slave and being made in the likeness of man. Friends, we see right here that Jesus was not so sedity that he could not become our savior. Could it be, my friends, that many times in our life, the blessings that we desire and the full potential that we want to reach, we can't get to because we lack the key characteristic of humility? Could it be that our pride is assassinating our potential? Could it be, friends, that many of us need to take a chill pill and relax and not think more highly of ourselves than we should? Because what we learn from the resurrection is that even though Jesus had all power in his hand, he cared about God's mission over his power. That even though Jesus was connected directly to the Father, he carried and cared more about us, and so he died. Friends, this is, a, this is a stencil that we need to follow greatly. But if you look right there in verses 6 through 7, you get to see that the Lord emptied himself. Why did the Lord come down? Because he wanted to show us what it meant to be empathetic rather than apathetic. Empathetic meaning that he put himself in our place, that we could understand, that he could understand our suffering, but that we could understand and have a relationship with God. Jesus could, could have right then just said, I'll turn my back to them. They're nothing. But no, he was empathetic. And it's through us tracing the life of Jesus that we see Matthew 7 verses 16 through 17 lived out. The text tells us that you will know the disciples, the followers of Jesus by the fruits that they bear. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree, it bears bad fruit. Friends, what type of fruit are you bearing? Many of us say that we believe in Jesus, but is that evident in our lives? Does it take for you to wear a cross for people to know that you are a Christian or could they simply just observe your actions? Friends, today on this Resurrection Sunday, may we all understand and come to the realization of humility, it breeds Christ's example. But here it is, humility, it also breeds unity. Unity with Christ and unity with others. 
But the last lesson that the text is designed to teach us is right here in verses 8 through 11. And that is that humility precedes exaltation. Listen to the text in verse 8. It says, being found in appearance as a man, Jesus humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under earth. And that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You see that word exalt, it means to lift up. And we, as believers in God, we want the blessings sometimes of God without the humility that Christ exhibited. Friends, we have to become enamored and learn today from the resurrection of Jesus that the resurrection did not take place without the humiliation. The resurrection did not take place without God showing his humility. The resurrection did not take place without God saying, I'm going to come down. I'm going to empty myself. I'm going to sacrifice for people that will not sometimes believe in me, that will not sometimes times prioritize me, but here's the truth. His humility preceded his exaltation. We see this all in the text. And what I love about this is that on this Resurrection Sunday, we can thank God for Jesus. We can get wholly happy because the tomb is empty. But one thing about the tomb being empty is this. Jesus was quarantined just like many of us inside of that tomb. But the lesson that we learn from the text is not only the humility that Christ exuded and exhibited, but we also get to see that just like Jesus was quarantined, in the tomb, guess what? He actually, because of the power of God, got to come out of the tomb. <laughs> and so when I think about our quarantine situation, I'm not making light of the coronavirus, but on this Resurrection Sunday, I get wholly happy because as our Jesus came out of quarantine, one day, I don't know the day, one day we do hope soon we may come out of quarantine. <laughs> but it's so great because we find hope in Jesus. We find hope in Jesus in the mere fact that we also should be humble. In this season of being in quarantine, maybe you would shed your pride and say, Lord, I'm, I'm anxious at the moment. Lord, I want to know how this thing is going to end out. Lord, I just want to see how this will work out. But if you shed your pride for a minute and you begin to have the humility that Christ has exhibited, then my friends, I do believe that we too can come out. We learn today that the resurrection is not just one day, but we should also live out the resurrection. We live out the resurrection understanding that it breeds unity, understanding very much that it breeds Christ's example. But when we are humble, we're not humble for nothing. The Lord is able to provide exaltation. Yes, we may not sit at the right hand of the Father, but we do hope to get to heaven. And my friends, when we believe in Jesus, we celebrate, yes, that the tomb is empty. But when we believe in Jesus, yes, we walk the path that the resurrection teaches us. But when we believe in Jesus, we know that we will eventually have 
eternal life. And right now, my friends, on this Sunday, we can thank God for Jesus because it's at the name of Jesus that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Friends, we thank God for Jesus. The tomb is empty. It's exciting to us. This is our Sunday. This is our Super Bowl Sunday. However, if by chance you may have not been a believer in Jesus, but something was said or sung, and you feel on this Resurrection Sunday that you'd like to accept Jesus into your heart, friend, this is the day to do it. Simply pray, pray this very short prayer after me. I admit that I'm a sinner in need of God's love. I believe that Jesus Christ died for every sin that I would or could commit. And I confess right now that Jesus is the Lord, the head of my life. If you've done that, I am so excited. You picked up no day is better than this day. And you feel free to email us at spdl.org to tell us all about your decision. But it could be possibly that you may feel a prompting in your spirit, even on this resurrection day, to bend your life into what's happening at Second Ponds. And if that's you, you feel free to let us know about it and we will be glad to welcome you. Friends, we thank God for Jesus. But the resurrection is not one action, but it is a mandate that we should live out because humility was all in, up, and through the resurrection and it ended in exaltation friends may we reflect on Jesus's death burial and resurrection and go and be humble and do likewise let's pray God thank you for your son Jesus thank you for Jesus's sacrifice we love you we honor you and we thank you it's in Christ's name that we do pray Help us to go and be humble and do likewise. Amen. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church.